Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Draws in Spanish mini-sode. I'm your host, Fabio Lalera. I'm an illustrator and podcaster and content creator based in Philadelphia. If you're a first-time listener, these are the mini episodes I create covering a specific topic that I talked about with a guest in a previous interview episode, just to kind of expand on a topic, give my insights and break it down a little bit further. If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Thanks for being here and listening to me yet again. Now, this episode is all about finding your niche as an artist, inspired directly by my conversation with Andrea Cáceres in episode 14. As a little refresher, Andrea is a Venezuelan illustrator who primarily works on pet illustrations, such as pet portraits, pet-related comics, and pet products. She even released a bilingual picture book in English and in Spanish titled My Dog Just Speaks Spanish, which is a pet-related children's book. So you can see that she really covers kind of the pet industry with her work. This chat with Andrea just made me think about the concept of niching down as an artist. And I did a little poll on my Instagram stories and a lot of people hadn't heard of the concept of quote, niching down. So I thought it was the perfect time to talk about it. Now, what is niching down? If you're on TikTok, you've probably heard of it because a lot of the user-generated content creators that you see on TikTok, so the creators who like to go on there and create content for brands, they talk about niching down. So you'll see like, they'll talk about maybe become a tech influencer creator person. Maybe your niche should be beauty. Maybe your niche should be home decor, right? So you can think of that that like, Pretty clearly, if, if you follow any influencers, you probably can identify what their niches are like right off the bat, whether it's fashion, beauty, tech, like a million different niches, anything can be a niche. So you may be thinking that as an artist, your niche is being an artist, but actually the subject that you explore with your own work can be your niche as well. So like if you're an editorial illustrator who primarily does illustrations for articles that are about the tech industry, your illustrations will have that techie feel. Maybe you're really well-versed at kind of exploring those tech-related subjects like algorithms and internet privacy and that kind of thing. Or maybe you create work that's more about children's topics. So maybe if you're an editorial illustrator in this space, you do a lot of parenting stuff, maybe like baby-related articles, like that kind of stuff. So your work will have those themes. This is just to show you that illustrators can also have niches, right? So if there's an illustrator who always does illustrations for tech articles, they're probably not going to go get hired to create an editorial illustration for a parenting article. That's kind of how you can identify niches. In editorial, it's like pretty clear because there are categories of articles, right? If you go to a website, it'll be like news and that'll be like cultural things or po politics, right? So if you're a political illustrator, you're going to have those themes a lot in your work. If you're a tech illustrator, there's another one. If you're a TV or a movie illustrator, maybe you draw more portraits of those people. So you can see how the niches are really clear in editorial illustration. But uh, like I said, Andrea is a pet industry illustrator. It's one topic, but it's not just editorial illustrations, right? She's doing picture books. She's doing merch. She's doing her own products. She's doing commercial campaigns. Like it can expand way beyond editorial. Niching down is about finding that niche for yourself, whether it's pets, whether it's tech, whether it's entertainment, 
whatever topics that you might want to cover, how far down you want to niche is up to you. It could be pets or maybe it's specifically pugs, right? I think it's British cartoonist Gemma Carell who really does a ton of comics with pugs, specifically pugs. Like if there are other dogs, it would be kind of odd in her comics. I mean, it's not impossible, but you know, you think of her, you think of pugs. And so that kind of thing, that's her niche is not just pets, it's pugs. <laughs> so you could even get that narrowed in on your niche. So that's, you know, what niching down means is being an artist who has a specific niche that you create artwork around. Now, should you niche down? This is, um, really, really kind of controversial sometimes because people don't want to niche down. They want to say like, I can draw anything and I can do artwork about anything. And that's really, that's true. Like, I believe you when you say that, but when people are trying to hire you, for example, an art director at an editorial publication, or even an art director at an agency for a commercial campaign, they're thinking, oh, maybe I want to hire an illustrator who loves dogs because I'm about to do a campaign for dog food. Like what's an artist we can hire? They're going to think of artists that already love dogs who already have a ton of work revolving dogs. So that's why having a niche can be really powerful because you kind of put yourself in this box, but then it's easier for people to find you because they know what they're looking for. So the pro of having your niche is just appealing to a specific audience. So it's easier to kind of get more work because you're appealing to a specific audience. The second benefit of niching down is that you are entering an existing community. If you listen to episode 14 with Andrea Cáceres, you'll hear her talk about how she was able to break into the pet community and they really welcomed her and she's been able to kind of grow it ever since and create a community around her work because her work has this theme of pets and people who love pets gravitate to her work and she enjoys working with them as well. Now, if you find a community that you want to join because you're drawing or you're creating artwork around a certain theme, it's going to be a lot easier to find fans for your work. For example, I think a really good like concept of this is the concept of fan art. So for example, if you love Okay, here's a perfect example that I think will really resonate with a lot of artists out there. If you love Animal Crossing and you start creating illustrations and artworks about Animal Crossing or with Animal Crossing themes, whether it's just cute things, it doesn't even have to be like drawing Tom Nook, but drawing just like things from that world even or referencing that world in any way is going to appeal to an existing community of Animal Crossing enthusiasts, right? So you have an, an instant market for your work, right? Those people love Animal Crossing and you're creating artwork around Animal Crossing. And so if they want to buy artwork, they're going to find you pretty quickly. Why? Because Simply put, they'll know what to search when they're looking on Etsy or when they're looking on TikTok. They're probably getting TikTok related stuff about Animal Crossing. So they're more likely to run into your videos wherever you're putting your videos. So that kind of thing. So you're entering an existing community. That community is a community you can market to. I know people don't like the word marketing, but that's essentially what's happening is that you have an instant appeal because you found your market because you're a part of it. It's an authentic way to connect with a market. And, you know, I, I don't want it to sound icky. This is a total pro and people do it all the time in very not icky ways. Like this is just a normal thing in the same way that you make friends that like the same things as you. 
this is exactly what's happening. So yeah, that's the second benefit of niching down. It's easier to find your existing community and join a community. And the third benefit of niching down is that you reduce that feeling of being overwhelmed about what to make because simply put, you're just going to make stuff about this topic, right? So again, if we continue with the Animal Crossing theme, maybe you're making prints about it. Maybe you're making phone cases about it. Maybe you're just making stickers, like comics, like you're just working within this theme and you love this theme, this niche of yours, you love it. So it comes really naturally to you. Another niche example could be like food. If you really love drawing food, baking food, and just like immersing yourself in food, it's going to be really easy for you to constantly make artwork that's food related, whether it's coffee, whether it's pies, whether it's cakes, whether it's something savory, pe peanut butter, jelly, pizza. Like if you like drawing those things, it's going to be really easy for you to think of your next idea. And it's probably going to continuously do well on social media or in your store, or people will hire you to do that kind of work easier because they know that you like drawing those kinds of things. So you reduce that feeling of like being like, what do I draw next? Because you have these set niches that you're working within and having that constraint, that creative constraint that you're owning kind of makes it a little bit easier for you to thrive. And I think sometimes having kind of, you can draw anything that is so overwhelming. Like if I give you a piece of paper and I'm like, draw whatever you want, that could be scary to a lot of people. I know it's scary for me, but if you give me a piece of paper and you say, draw food, okay, now I know where to start. You know what I mean? Reducing that doubt by putting these creative barriers around your niche is a huge benefit for some people. Now, Let's talk about the cons, okay? I think people are more scared of the cons than they are aware of the benefits, okay? So I just want to be clear. I just gave you three really good benefits. The first one is finding your people. The second one is entering an existing community. And the third one is reducing that feeling of being overwhelmed. The cons, okay? The cons are, okay, you might outgrow your niche, what if your niche was Animal Crossing and suddenly you don't like Animal Crossing anymore? I really doubt it, but like, what if you just don't like video games anymore? Something happened, you got hurt or it started to hurt your eyes or I don't know, something in your life changed. You don't want to draw about video games anymore or even Animal Crossing anymore. What do you do? You outgrew your niche. That That is a potential con. All right, so that is a potential con. Again, in reality, I think you can always kind of like reposition your niche. So if you used to play video games and you don't anymore, um, maybe instead of video games, there's something else kind of related to it that you can still make work about that you enjoy. For example, like if you don't play Animal Crossing anymore, maybe you're onto Zelda. Like I'm sure people who like Animal Crossing like Zelda, there's still things related to it. Maybe it's not video games. Maybe it's like, um desk techie things because I feel like people who play video games love like their gear and their accessories for it you know there's just different ways for you to move around your niche even if you outgrow it but it is a threat and I think it can be it can be quite overwhelming if you build a huge community around your niche and then you have to kind of pivot that's going to be kind of like a growing pain the other possible con is outgrowing your audience so let's say you still like your niche, but you just like don't feel connected to that community anymore. Like 
you may still play the video game, but you're just, you're not interested in, in posting about it anymore. Anytime you post about something else, they kind of ditch you because they don't agree with that thing anymore. That is going to be hard. It's, it's basically like outgrowing your community. It's basically like having to find new friends. That is a really hard thing to do. It kind of goes hand in hand with outgrowing your niche, but it's more about the people on the other side as opposed to your disinterest in the niche itself. Um, yeah, or maybe that community like starts to go in a direction that you're not really interested in. What do you do then, right? So like if your audience all starts playing Zelda and you don't like it for some reason, that's going to be hard to kind of maintain, stay a part of that community if if you really don't feel it anymore. So that's a con. And then the other obvious con, the last obvious con of niching down is that it can feel kind of one-dimensional, right? So you basically put this label on yourself that you say, I'm this kind of artist. I'm an artist that draws about this. I'm an artist that creates about why. But then what if you want to expand on that? What if you're like, yeah, I still like that, but I also want to talk about this other thing or this other thing. Like if we're talking about food and you're saying, okay, I'm a food artist. And then suddenly you want to be a tech artist or you want to be like, I don't know, just do some other entirely different. You want to go into comics. It might feel really hard to pivot because you've kind of put all of your eggs in the one basket of food illustrations. So now it's going to be kind of hard to reposition yourself. It's basically like in um, high school, if you ever went through like phases of like style and clicks, it's like trying to jump from one click to the next. It's kind of hard um, at first, right? So it can feel like you're reducing yourself to one thing. You're joining one click. And that can be a con. You know, the benefit is that you have like a cool group of friends, but the downside is like everyone else maybe doesn't vibe with you or you don't vibe with them. It's going to be hard to grow out of that and expand from that if you kind of attach yourself to one niche or one click, for example. So that's kind of a, another con of, of niching down. Now, I've already told you three benefits, three cons. Just to recap on the three cons, it's outgrowing your niche, outgrowing your audience, and feeling one-dimensional as the last one. So those are the pros and cons. I do kind of think that the pros for some could outweigh the cons. Um, and, and that really comes down to your own personal decision. In this episode, I'm not really encouraging you to do one or the other because I do think it's a kind of personal decision. But I do think if you feel compelled to have a niche, try that out and then worry about switching it up later because what's worse is not doing any work. What's worse is just kind of being in this gray area forever. So just try something and you can always like kind of figure it out. Maybe that leads you to something else. So you know, if you're considering it, do it. If you're really not about it, don't do it. Now, you're considering niching down. You're like, I'm kind of interested in this Fabiola. It sounds kind of interesting. Sounds like I might benefit from it. How do you actually pick your niche and find your niche? That seems kind of hard. If you want to find your niche, it can be really overwhelming. So you don't know what your thing is. I think a really good thing to look at is what you're already drawing all the time. Those are probably the things you're already interested in. So for example, I really enjoyed talking about the nuances of being Latina and not just like the basic stuff, you know, like stereotypes. I'm kind of all about combating stereotypes about being Latina in the U.S. So I would say like that's kind of a niche of mine. Another thing I like thinking about is like tech 
tech gadgets and tech stuff and social media, that's kind of a niche of mine that I might gravitate towards that I can make more artwork about. So those are two examples. And, you know, if you've been listening to the show, you can kind of hear that in every episode. I talk about those things. You know, I ask people about their tech stuff. I also ask them about their cultural background. So those are kind of themes that I really enjoy talking about. And I should probably, in all honesty, I'm so serious, make more work about that. And as a you're the audience because you're listening to me right now. I think you can recognize that if I were to make work about those things, it would seem really natural and like a genuine interest of mine. So that's another way that you can think about it. So look at the things that you already enjoy making work about and think about what it would be like to make that your niche. It doesn't mean you can't draw other things, but maybe if you have a three-month season focusing on just that one niche... Um, you might be able to find a little bit more success and find your people a little bit quicker. Now, what does success mean? I don't know. It's kind of relative, but whether that's selling more prints, whether that's just having more people see your work, uh, just building a following, like, or just enjoying your work more, like on a very basic level, you just might like your work more. If you're, if you're creating work about this one niche all the time, like you're probably going to really like your work. I think a difficult thing is thinking about getting stuck into your niche, but remember that you can kind of pick a niche and then expand on it. So for example, if your niche is drawing florals, right? Like you really draw, draw a lot of florals all the time. You love it. That's, that's your thing. People who love gardening and flowers and nature, they love your work then you can probably like kind of expand that to other things like uh, plants, not just flowers or gardening or, you know, natural parks, climate change. Like, you know, you can kind of go from there. I know I went extreme, but I just mean there's always like the main niche and you can kind of push it out, right? So that's another way to think about it. Now, another concept, right? You can niche down. You can make your niche that one thing that you want to draw a lot of stuff around. And maybe you just do it for three months and then you figure it out from there. That could be your niche. Or there's this alternate concept to niching down. It kind of came off. I've, I've been hearing a lot about it on TikTok because this is kind of like a common thing I hear people talk about on TikTok in terms of like for content creators. But you can also think about it for artists. An alternative concept to niching down could be being your own niche, which means instead of attaching yourself to a niche like pets or flowers or Animal Crossing or whatever of the million examples I've given throughout this uh, mini-sode that I already can't keep track of, maybe you are your own niche, right? So anything that you like is your niche. And now you're like, your brain's probably exploding because you're like, oh my God, you just told me to niche down and now you're telling me I can make anything my niche. Yes, but like, but there are limits to this, right? It's about kind of being your own niche, becoming your own niche, but having a little bit of clarity around this. So a really good way to think about this is by asking like your, your partner or your best friend, what five things they would say are your biggest interest. If your best friend had to say five things that are your biggest interest, like themes right like you love for example you probably love art and design right so like five other things like that that are your main things that you talk about all the time and you bring up all the time what would they say for example if you're an artist and you're really into baking again like I said you should probably make art around food and baking and people would know you for that and it would also be really genuine because that's your genuine interest that you explore 
in your artwork, but also in your life. Like you probably read recipes about bake like all the time. You're probably looking for new recipes. You're probably looking for new kitchen gadgets to help you bake. You, you're probably really into that world, right? So maybe you should make work, work about around that. And you can think of like four other things that you feel that passionate about. So here's a quick example of like how I am my own niche, okay? First off, my main interest is going to be art and design. Like I always... I have this podcast, I have my website, my everything about me says I love art and design. I own that. Cool. Another thing that I'm really into that a lot of people aren't into, I love social media. I love connecting with other people. I love making content. I like putting it out there. I love talking to other people. I love learning about it. I read like social media today. I read like newsletters about social media and what's happening in that world. I just really enjoy it. Some people hate it and don't do that. So that's another thing I could probably make work about. I could probably make art about loving social media and my relationship with social media and and advice for social media. And that would be really kind of natural to who I am. Another thing I really love is tech and camera gear and gadgets and like I like productivity kind of stuff. I made an Instagram reel about my timer that I like to use when I'm making art. And that really worked well. People also really liked using a timer. So like those kinds of like gadgets and gear stuff is another thing that I like. And I truly am nerdy. I always know like what new gadget I want to buy. Basically every birthday I buy myself a new gadget. A lot of people buy themselves new clothes or, you know, I don't know, other things, I usually buy myself like a new gadget, a new camera or something like that. And that's just, it's something about me. Like if you ask me what the best microphone is, I have a recommendation for you. So that's just like another thing that could be a uh, part of my niche, right? So if we're talking about these as like pillars of my niche, because I am my own niche, the first pillar would be art. The second pillar would be social media. The third pillar would be tech slash camera gear and gadgets, the fourth pillar of things that I really love to do that I don't talk enough about with anyone is TV and reality TV. I love it. I have so much fun watching it. I just think it's like escapism and silly and fun and lighthearted. And that's something I should probably make work about because it makes me me. And lastly, another pillar of content that I should make work about is veganism. Uh, I don't talk about this a lot because it's like pretentious to talk about it, but I love trying and finding new vegan restaurants and recipes. I prefer the restaurants, honestly, than the cooking myself, but I love to go find places and then like tell my friends about it. I just love it. And so those are the five pillars that I could make creative work around, whether that's comics, whether that's prints, whether that's content, like those are the five pillars that I should be making work about as my niche that is myself, right? So those those are the five pillars that make up me as a niche, okay? So you can now go and write down your five favorite themes or topics or think categories that you're interested in, and that would be you as your niche. And those are the things that you should be making work about, whether it's illustrations or design or whatever it is that you make, make work about with those content pillars in mind because that's going to be you. I know this maybe is a little bit overwhelming. So here's what you do. Make a list of what you would define as your top five areas of interest in your life, right? And those are the things you need to be making artwork about. And that's you as your niche. Alternatively, like I said, we've been talking about this whole episode. You could just pick one and that's your niche. Okay. That's up to you. So 
that's how I would approach this. You have two different ways to go about it. You can niche down by having one niche that you go really hard on and that's going to probably work really well because you're going to join a community, you're going to be a part of something, people will find you easily, people know where to put you easily when they're looking for people to hire or you can become your own niche if you want and have these five areas of interest that you kind of create as your niche around yourself. I know I just gave you a lot of information here, but I really do think that these are like kind of two schools of thought on the concept of niching down and how you can either niche down to one thing or niche down to yourself and kind of own what you like even more in kind of like a slightly more strategic or serious way. Instead of every once in a while you talk about one thing or once in a while you talk about this other thing, these are the things that I tend to talk about the most. And whenever I make work about this, people kind of expect me to make this kind of work. That's going to kind of work for you too. All right, friends, that's all I got about finding your niche as an artist. I would love to know what you think about this. You can let me know in the Spotify poll if you're listening on Spotify or just join the Draws in Spanish free Discord and let me know your thoughts in the Discord. I'd love to bounce ideas around with y'all. Let me know what you're thinking of doing now that I've given you kind of two routes that you can take for niching down. Another quick little personal update. This mini-sode marks the end of season two of Draws in Spanish. I'm working on some special episodes for the summer and taking a break before working on season three of the show. I just need a little downtime. I want to rethink kind of the show, just revamp it a little bit for season three. If you want to catch up with me in the off season, come on over to YouTube because I'm going to be ramping up with YouTube over the summer. So go to youtube.com slash Fabiolita draws the same as my Instagram and my TikTok and my everything else. Plus, here's another reason to join the Discord. You can connect with the Draws in Spanish community during the off-season. We're going to be doing Thursday co-working sessions every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. ET. So come on over. Basically, we just do a Pomodoro timer and we hang out and we get work done, but we're all together and then we chat a little bit. So come join that. All you have to do is go to drawsinspanish.com slash chat. The link is also in the description to join the Discord. I really hope to see you over on the Discord and on YouTube. Thanks so much for your support on season two. You guys are the best. Thank you for showing up on Discord. Thank you for watching on YouTube. Just thank you for rating and reviewing on Spotify, on Apple and all of that. I really, really appreciate you guys. I can't wait to kind of like bring you a new and improved season three, get back on the grind and bring you some amazing interviews. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoy these minisodes, please let me know. DM me on Instagram or something. I would love to hear from you. Send me a message on Discord. I just want to know what you guys think of the minisodes because I've been really enjoying making them, but I want to see what you guys think. All right, gracias otra vez por otra temporada. Nos vemos la próxima temporada. Chao.